Hey, welcome to the Healing She Got Faith show. I am Lily. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith, and I am the host of the Healing She Got Faith talk show. Healing She Got Faith is an organization that was created for adults who are dealing with grief and or on their self-love journey. During this talk show, we talk about grief, healing, self-love. There will be some trigger warnings. There will be some laughs. We give ourselves affirmation, but overall, we are encouraging you to love you the way you love the world okay so we are so glad that you are here thanks for tuning in continue to love yourself and as always we are here to see a healed world not a grieving world okay so yes thank you all for tuning in Welcome, happy Monday. It is Lily Healing Cafe, and I am so excited to be with you today. So, I hope your weekend was filled with fun. Oh my gosh, I, I was so busy this weekend. I had quite a few events, and they were so good. Just really refueling, uh, refueling, refueling. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of in awe with the events that I had this weekend. And relax. It's when the dogs gonna start playing when I start recording. <laughs> um, but it was just so good. A phenomenal community events. So I came back Monday and I did not sleep at all last night. Like my adrenaline was up from all just the success of everything, but I still wanted to come and give you guys an episode. We will actually be starting a new series today. So this is episode 34. Um, Our new series will be The Power of Grief. We kind of started talking about um, ourselves and do we know ourselves and different things like that in the last couple of episodes. And so based off of the events I had this weekend and just based off of questions that people were asking me, I wanted to dive back into grief and dive back into the core of what the podcast and what Healing She Got Faith is all about. So today is episode 34. Today we are starting the Power of Grief series. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our icebreaker. To anybody that is new, we do the same icebreaker. It never changed. I pick an affirmation card. I read it and review it. If you are back listening, can you believe we're on episode 34? Someone just told me that yesterday. They was like, I didn't even know, like, your episodes of your show was, like, in the 30s. I'm like, me neither. Like, <laughs> I'm like, isn't that crazy? Like, every time I, like, do my notes and go for, like, type in the episodes, I'm like, dang, we came a long way. So, Yes, episode 34. Today's episode is called Grieving My Old Self. So let's go ahead and do the icebreaker. Um, I picked from the four agreements and the butterfly affirmations. These cards have been having me in a stronghold, okay? So from the butterfly deck, it says every dark night must turn into a bright new morning. And then from the four agreements, I picked don't make assumptions. Relinquish the need to change others. 
Real love is accepting other people the way they are without trying to change them. If we try to change them, this means that we don't really like them. It is easier to find someone who is already the way you want him or her to be instead of trying to change that person. Oh, yes, honey. Yes. Okay. Every dark night must turn into a new morning. Um, this is a concept that I would like. It's one of those concepts that are easier said than done because I know a lot of times we like to be like, oh, it's a new day. We're going to start over. But sometimes things do fall into the next day. And while I am trying to practice, I'm not the best. And I'm saying that because some stuff happened this weekend that um, I know some of my listeners that be like, yeah, practice what you preach. So I'm trying to be careful what I say. Um, wow. I do try to think of every day as a new start. The reality is sometimes we get so hurt and that stuff does come on to the next morning. So every dark night must turn into a bright new morning. However, a different perspective is that, you know, the new morning may not be the next morning. You know, your dark night may be a long dark night. My dark night was in 2018 when my mom died, and that whole year was dark. And I didn't really see light until almost a year and a half later. It took a very long time. I was in a very dark and sunken sunken place. And it was hard for people, and I'm actually going to talk about that today, um, but it was hard for people to see me in that light. My dark night didn't like it. I didn't care that the next morning was here. That whole year flew by me. I was in a very, very dark place. I do think and I do believe at one point we do become one with ourselves. And I do believe that we become. We eventually get to that point where we can be okay. We can live with what we've been through. But I think we just have to be careful. And some of the things that I, this dog is not sitting down. Hey, can you sit? I see. Sit down. This dog, when I, I'm trying to record. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, but I do believe that we are at, we do get to a place where we do become okay. And sometimes it's unexplainable. Like sometimes you just wake up and you're just like, wow, I'm here. Some days you take steps and you're like, oh my gosh, I took those steps and I do feel better. I do believe that every dark night must turn into a bright morning at some point. So your dark night, what's that state? Is it Alaska where they have like six months of darkness and then like six months of light? I Like that's the vision I get of, yeah, like. Yeah, eventually there's going to be light, but the citizens of Alaska have to like endure that darkness. And there's even studies on that, like they have the highest like suicide rate, depression rate, and just things of that nature because they live in the dark six months out of the year. So every dark night must turn into a new morning, but let's remember that the dark night may not may not be one day. It may be for a period of time. Your new morning may not be the next morning, but it'll be a morning. Makes sense? Cool. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the four agreements. Don't make assumptions. Relinquish the need 
Relinquish the need to change others. Real love is accepting other people the way they are without trying to change them. If we if we try to change them, this means that we don't really like them. It is easier to find someone who is already the way you want him or her to be instead of trying to change that person. I became a person that I started to say, I accept you for who you are, but I have to make the decision whether I stay or whether I go. There have been a lot of people in my life that I have thoroughly just accepted. That is who they are, but I cannot be part of that. I cannot be part of everything you got going on. I they, I have to set a boundary between myself and people. Real love is accepting somebody, but real love is also coming to you and letting yourself know that like we have to be protected. We have to put ourselves in a position to where our energies are not being drained out. We have to be put in a position to where our like our mental health isn't being as isn't being put at stake because of somebody else. You can find people who are the way that you want them to be. My thing is you have to get your you have to get to know yourself first. I don't try to change people. I don't want anybody to change. I want somebody to change because they thoroughly believe in their heart that they want to change. Like obviously I think the biggest example is relationships. Like people try to change their partner in relationships and I've never been that way. Like I would rather my partner just show me their true colors and I'm able to like accept it or reject it. Um, I do believe that people change for who they want to. And I do believe that people change for what they see as the greater good or the greater bad. Um, and that doesn't necessarily have to be either or, but I do believe that we do have an issue in this society where we try to change people. I think that comes from a religious perspective. I think that comes from a spirituality perspective. I think that comes from a professional perspective. And that is why I have just never fit in. Like, I've never, like, when I was in church, I never fit the Christian outlook on life and where they're like, oh, come as you are. This is who you, blah, blah, blah. I've never fit that. I've never fit in and I'll never fit in. I'm not going to be that that Christian that fakes the funk. I'm not going to be that that Christian that tries to be relevant and tries to look like the world but still be in the church. Like, I'm not going to be that person that's up on the pulpit preaching. Like, that's just not who I am. I'm never going to be the person in church that is hollering or screaming out Jesus's name. Like, I'm just not going to be there. Like, I'm the person that goes to church. I open my journal. I open my Bible. I'm sitting there. You can pray over me. Don't touch me, though. And that's who I am. That's who I am. Even when it comes to like different spiritualities, like people are like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. I'm just not that person. Like I know a lot of people who hike and while I've been on hikes and while I've done stuff in nature, you know, where I find peace at is the beach. I find peace hiking up sand, hiking, you know, hiking up, up to, I don't know, the ocean, I guess. I don't know. But that's where I find peace. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that I'll never go on a hike. And I have been on a hike. I had just went on a hike in the desert in Arizona. It was absolutely beautiful. And then I love that so much. The next day I went horseback riding in the desert. So it's like I get it. But I have my own ways of connecting with 
the earth. I have my own ways of connecting with God. I have my own ways of connecting with people. And so often we try to teach people our ways because it helped us. But a lot of times we don't consider that like our ways work for us because we know ourselves. Like I know what works for me and what doesn't work for me. It's taken me a long time to get to this place. But nevertheless, like I've got here, like I know how I work. Like I'm able to sit up here, like when people offer like, oh, I got this class, you should take it. And I'll ask like, well, is it set up like a school classroom? Is it set up like school? Because I will not thrive in that. Like I already know I won't thrive. Like if it's a one-on-one and I'm meeting with you, cool. But if you want me to sit on a Zoom with like five other people and we have a discussion and you have a board up, like it's just not going to work. Like I'm not going to take it serious because I didn't even do that in school. Like I hate, I hated school. I hated school, y'all. Like, so it's just not going to, I was a phenomenal student. Like I had high GPAs. Like I got everything done. I was always on time. Never had an excuse as to why homework couldn't get done. But my God, I hated school. That's another conversation for another day. Um, but I think a lot of times, like, like I, when I think about it from a personal perspective, like people tell me, oh, you need to wear heels. You need to wear dresses. You need to do this. And I'm like, what's the problem with me being comfortable when I am comfortable? Like, yeah, like when I dress up, I look good, honey. And when I dress down, I look good, honey. Like, why, why does it bother you that I'm comfortable in everything that I do? Like, don't do that and we and oftentimes we project like stop trying to change people like people are who they are and if you thoroughly cannot deal with it then don't i mean it's that simple don't oh i love them or oh like we've been friends since we were five but if they are driving you crazy honey have the uh, conversation give the person enough respect to have the conversation if you mentally can and let them know like listen we might have actually grown out of each other we might not be on the same path like I don't know if I can deal with you the way I used to deal with you like you know I used to be in a position to where I can listen to you every day I can't listen to you every day like we've known each other for 15 years honey it's the same conversation it has been the same conversation that's just who they are and if you cannot handle that because you outgrew that let me tell y'all something friends have expiration dates okay friends have expiration dates there are some friends Y'all just move, it's no beef. Y'all just move forward with each other. Stop trying to change people. Stop trying to change people. Just accept people for who they are. Love them. If you're going to love somebody, love them. If you're not, that's cool. Move on. So um, before I go on, jump into the subject, I did get this affirmation this morning that I wanted to read to you all. What is it? Okay, and this is from Black Female Therapist, the organization. So I get, I paid like 99 cents a month or something like that. Maybe $1.99, $3.99, something like that. And I get affirmations from them daily. And so this morning was really good. And it says, emotional rest is necessary for your healing to begin. I am worthy of peace and I give myself permission to put down my pain. I can no longer carry the misconception that I must hold tight to my pain to heal. For my healing to begin, I know emotional rest is necessary. And that is what I'm ready to do. I thought this was so on time because the last couple of episodes, we have been talking about just getting to know ourselves. We've been talking about being at peace with ourselves, emotional emotional regulation. We've been talking about the four agreements. Um just having peace, having gratitude. And so 
I do believe that a lot of times we hold on to our pain because a lot of times it's comfortable. And I do also believe that sometimes we really want to heal, but there's a blockage. And for me, like, I know that's in my healing process, that's what I'm dealing with right now. Like, I have blockages. I have emotional and mental blockages that are within my heart, within my soul, that even though I'm healing, there's still a daily fight to get through. There's still a fight to be like, ah. I'm so close, but yet so far. And so when I was reading this affirmation this morning, I just thought it was just right on time. Because um, I thought it was important that she said, I can no longer carry the misconception that I must hold tight onto my pain to heal. You know, I think a lot of times we, oh, you got to stick with yourself. You you got to stick with it. And I do say that a lot, yeah. So um, I'm not trying to sound like I'm contradicting myself. What, what I really mean is, addressing your pain addressing your trauma addressing your grief and embracing it like this is what i've been through this is what it you know this is what helped me to become who i am or didn't help me or maybe it set you back but embracing it and addressing it in order to heal but i you know i never meant for us to hold tight to it i think there is a point that we can let go and be okay um Emotional rest is just something we're not taught, like giving yourself emo. But okay, let me start with this before I say that. We have to learn emotions first. Second, we have to learn that we were given emotions for a reason. So it is okay to be emotional. And then third, we have to learn what emotional rest is, which that can be setting boundaries. That can be that I cannot go to this because my emotions are too high. It could be you take that mental health break to address your emotions. We have to be, we have to start becoming comfortable with our emotions. And we have to start knowing our emotions, our emotions are normal. Okay. All right, y'all. So I hope that icebreaker fulfilled you, honey, because um, that third one was definitely an improv. So let's start with grieving my old self. What is grief? What type of grief does healing she got faith handle? So this was a question that I got all throughout the weekend. It was, what type of grief do you work with? What what type of grief do you guys handle? Do you like give me an example of the type of grief or whatever? So I wanted to start off with how we define grief. So what is grief? We define when I say we. Healing She Got Faith defines grief as anything that you have lost that has had an effect on your life. Anything you have lost that has had an effect on your life. What type of grief do we handle? So my goal and purpose of Healing She Got Faith is to educate people about grief. I want to educate people about grief and what it looks like and that everything we were ever taught about grief is somewhat a fib, a, a tale. I'm not going to say it's a lie because we can, we still utilize it. But I am going to say that it is, it is something that until you truly heal, you can't really understand. Until you've really been through a serious grief situation you cannot really understand like what grief is so most people associate grief with death obviously i feel like that's the more common one that's the more it, it 
it's the one to understand. It's the one to understand because nine out of 10 times, you know, we are grieving our loved ones. Grief hurts, especially those that we truly like, especially those that we can't get back. But I take it a deep further and I talk about grief beyond death. So that could be a breakup. That could be a fire. Like maybe your house caught on fire. That could be a building. That could be you grieving a relationship you just knew you were going to have. Maybe you got a divorce. Maybe you and your best friend stopped being friends. Um, our kids grieved school during COVID because during COVID, we had to take our kids out of school. We had we switched their whole life. Like We prepped kids to go to school their whole life. And then when COVID hit, we forced them to stay at home. And we forced them to basically try and start a new schooling and they weren't ready they missed their friends they missed their teachers they missed their classrooms like they missed that environment they missed it sir can you sit down i see sit thank you so they missed they missed that okay um let's go into the grief definition Grief definition, and I got this from our best friend, Google. Deep sorrow, especially caused by someone's death, trouble. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start that over. Grief def definition from Google. Deep sorrow, especially caused by someone's death, or it is defined as trouble or annoyance. Honey, I love that Google put that it was trouble or annoyance because I be annoyed, honey. I be annoyed. I be troubled, okay? Um, but deep sorrow, especially caused by someone's death. That's the first definition. That's our fail right there. That is our fail because grief is actually just a loss of any kind. You can grieve your old self, which that's something that I want to talk about. You can grieve your old life. Um, and we don't, we don't see that as grief. We just kind of see that as whatever we see that as. So, like, prior to my mom dying, I was very, very outgoing, loud, goofy, honey. Like, just out there. Like, just out there. But the pain from her death, because there was there was a lot of behind the scenes that a lot of people just don't know. But the pain from her death physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually changed me. So recently, I had a friend that was like, yeah, it was really hard to watch you go through the change with your mom because I just remembered who you were and all this type of stuff. And what I got from that conversation was it was hard for my friend to accept who I was now after death. After. Because what happened was the day my mom died, I died too. The day my mom left this earth, I, I died with her. There was a new Lisa, I like to think of the phoenix who, you know, the phoenix dies and then reverts itself. And when my mom died, that's where I was. I could no longer afford to be the person that I was. Being the Lisa I am today, I miss that person. I used to be so carefree and loving and just like, just, I don't know. But I also remember that Lisa being very hurt being very vulnerable, not having boundaries. So I don't miss that part, but I miss the goofy. I miss the Lisa that would just go and do everything. I miss the Lisa that just 
was just out there. And I think for people that saw me in that life, they missed her too. But she died, y'all. Like, she died in 2018 right along with her mama, okay? And I've got to the point where I'm okay with it. It is hard. It's very, very hard. However, um, it's part of grief. And I think that's the biggest thing. I was talking to somebody yesterday that came up to the table, and it was just kind of like, you know, a lot of times, you know, like if you used to be a partying drinker back in college or like back in high school, you was like a class clown. And then like now you're like this big business person. You're healed. Sometimes a lot of people remember like that side of you. But and you being who you are, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember I used to be that person. And you're grieving that person. You're grieving who you used to be. And so I think for today's episode, I just wanted to touch base on that and just kind of talk about just how we change, we grow, we grieve, and we go through transitions. And a lot of times people have a hard time accepting the new you. Sometimes you have a hard accept accepting the new you. And this is why when we go back to the last episodes, it's important to know who you are. Remember that? Remember in episode 33 when I asked, do you know yourself? This is why it's important because this is why some of your friends will not be able to go with you because they cannot handle the new you. They cannot handle your transitions. You will never be that person ever again. And I need you to hear that because I need us to hear that. I need to hear that at some point in my life. And let me tell you, nobody was in my corner that told me that. Everybody was just like, oh, you'll be okay. God got you. Everybody told me, oh, your mom's in a better place. You'll see her in heaven one day. Like, I don't give a fuck about any of that, y'all. I don't. I do not care about any, any of that. What I do care about is how I can move forward and live my life day to day and be comfortable with that. My mother is not here. And a lot of people don't like to hear that because there is a such thing as positivity gaslighting and spiritual gaslighting. A lot of people hear, oh, your mom is always with you. She's not. She's not, y'all. She died. She left this earth. And I know we can go deeper into the spiritual realm and talking about God and talking about heaven and talk about ancestors and talk about praying. We could. But what I'm telling you, because a lot of people do not like to say this, what I'm telling you is, When you have lost that physical person and you have lost that physicalness, you cannot call them, you cannot see them, you cannot hug them. It is different. This is why some people don't believe in God. Because we as people need that physicalness. We need people. We love people. But I will say this, as I've gotten to my healing, I've understand that death is a part of life. Death is natural. But it took for me to be healed and to be comfortable with knowing that death is natural. Now I might be able to go to an altar and pray and talk to God about my mom. But there was a point where none of that stuff did not matter to me. But I was trying to figure out how do I live? How do I keep going? How do I fight? How do I go? This society does not teach us about grief. This society does not care about us. How does someone die and you get three days to recover? That's not helpful. You know, and then, you know, that could be controversial too because 
if we don't give them three days, do we give them a year? Is a year too long? But, you know, that that's a system. That's a systematic issue. If we had things in place to help people heal, we wouldn't have these issues. But instead, we live in a society that forces us to keep going even when we cannot. So you have to set the boundary between you and life, like I said in the other episodes. You have to set that boundary between you and life. Me, I quit my job. I quit my job and I moved. I didn't want to be here. I needed to heal. I needed to focus on myself. I had to do that. I had to do that for me because that job wasn't going to do it for me. The people in St. Louis was not going to do it for me. My friends wasn't going to do it for me. My family wasn't going to do it for me. It was me. I don't come from a family that that likes emotions. I don't come from a family that is comfortable with telling people that we love each other. I don't come from a family that knew about emotional regulation, emotional rest. I don't come from that. So I've had to teach myself. I've had to learn. I've had to do a lot of inner work to be able to get to this point. But like I said, what I will say is as I've grown and as I've healed, knowing that death is a part of life and knowing that emotions are a part of life and knowing that me taking the step to be who I need to be and to heal was all became much understandable when I started to take my healing more seriously. And when I started to realize that grief, they've been lying to us about grief. They've been lying to us, just like they've been lying to us about mental health. You know, a lot of people ask me, like, do I think about mental health? I try not to speak or teach. I should say, I try not to teach about mental health because there are mental health professionals. There's a lot of different things that go into that. And oftentimes, a lot of people, like, will associate grief. Like, they'll put grief and mental health and healing all in the same category, which... You know, there's a difference between grief, there's a difference between mental health, there's a difference between mental illness and mental health, and then there's a difference between healing. For me, I focus on grief. Grief is that pain we feel when we're at a loss. Um, I also talk to some of my clients and some of my groups that I have, and I ask them, I do this um, comparison grief versus depression. So a lot of my clients were saying they thought it was the same thing. And so actually going through the differences, we have to understand what grief is. Grief is the effect directly from a loss. A lot of times there are certain things that we can associate our pain our pain to, to the loss that we have experienced. So that's like one of the key indicators, key indicators that you can tell from grief versus depression. Grief can be part of mental health. Your mental health is your overall well-being. That's your physical, mental, spiritual, your day-to-day, like it's an overall umbrella. Then you have mental illness. That's where we start seeing the depression, the diabetes, the cancers, the anxiety, the personality disorders, the schizophrenias. That's where we start seeing those things. We start seeing, you know, we start seeing those diagnoses. And then you have the healing. Healing looks different because you have a physical healing, you have an emotional healing, you have a spiritual healing. So there, all of these are big umbrellas and then we break them down even further, which, you know, some of us are really certified in that. When I became a master's of social work, I got my master's degree in master's of social work in community organization and nonprofit management. Because of the type of work I was doing, I fell into grief and because of my life, I fell into grief and I became a grief, uh, a grief support social worker. That's what, like, that's what I call myself, a grief support social worker. Because 
that was the experience that was kind of the training and just working with the different people and the different students that I was working with that's where I was in my career and so yeah I fell into grief and then I experienced the worst death ever which was my mother's death and that sparked my healing but it led me back to knowing that your calling is to teach people about grief you're going to break the generational curses of how people will react and no grief and so here i am here i am yeah so today's episode was we were introducing the power of grief series grieving our old selves so if you're listening to this today i just want to leave you with it's okay to miss your old self it's okay to recognize that your old self has you know might have died like i said earlier my old self died in 2018 she's dead and gone she will probably never be back and i kind of even went through another transition this year when i let a lot of people go when i had to have these hard conversations um i went through a transition to where even those people and i i i have actually got in contact with some of those people that i cut off um and even them like they see the difference so i even went through like a mini transformation because i'm not the same person from three months ago or four months ago so and i miss her i miss her oh my gosh i miss her so much um so if you're listening to this today i hope that you can be okay with who you are and i hope that you do know yourself but i also hope that you know that it's okay to grieve that old person it's okay to grieve the old the old you we miss them okay so Come back next week. We're going to continue on to this series, y'all. I love you. Happy Monday. I send you love, light, and healing from your grief. And even though I send you that, I still want you to go out into the world today and love you the way you love the world because it's the most important love that you will ever, ever have. I love you guys. Happy Monday.